If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Hey, welcome everybody to the Money Vikings podcast, uh, podcast number 13, 13, Jerry nice. and Bob. How you guys doing? Yes. I am doing great. Good. I am doing great. Yeah. yeah. Good to hear your voices. I, I love both of you guys very much. Oh, I feel it. I feel it's it. Such awesome brothers of mine. <laughs> um, it's it. true. It's true. Brother hey, from another uh, mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, we got a great show, everybody. We are going to be talking about a couple of really cool things. Uh, we are talking about uh, putting your investment strategy on an index card. I am really big fan of this kind of stuff of like really boiling down complicated things and having a guiding light. And then we're going to talk about exchange traded funds versus stocks uh, with a particular focus, Jerry, on ARC Innovation ETF and Triple Q, two that we admire and uh, watch quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a good uh, discussion. I'm looking forward. I love it. So you guys doing well? Yeah, you know, I was uh, kind of sad this week uh, about Edward Van Halen passing away. He's one of my oh, yeah. favorite all-time rock and roll guitarists. And uh, I don't know if you saw a few tweets I, I had in his memory. Uh, I even talked to a a market watch guy. Uh, market watch review about the 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 earnings next week and all the events next week, but it was sort of peppered with all kinds of Van Halen uh, song names in the <laughs> finance news. I was reading it like, wow, this is kind of cool. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I so love it. He got. I wrote. I saw that. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. He, I mean, Bob and I, like Bob and I grew up with those songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our dad was listening to them all the time. Nice. We used to hop nice. in that in his truck and, and we'd, we'd roll out and, and he'd be flying RC airplanes or we'd you know, go out to the desert or <laughs> Sweet. something and, and pop in that, that, that cassette tape. And uh, yeah. Great, great memories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great memories. Music does that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it, it you know, let's, it's, it's, I mean, we, we, I, you know, we need to, maybe we need to start splicing music into our show. Like at I was end, thinking about it. I was, Halen. I was listening to some, Van Halen in there. I was listening to some Van Halen right before you, uh, you know, you said I need a little more time. So whatever. I started cranking some Van Halen just to kind of get psyched <laughs> up for today. Yeah. I love it. It could be some good intro music. <laughs> I love it. 
Well, hey, uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about something here. I don't know if you guys had a lot of time to think about this, but uh, putting your investment strategy on an index card. Uh, do you want me to read mine? Sure. Okay. So here it goes, guys. I tried to boil down my investment strategy on an index <laughs> card. Uh, number one, uh, buy assets, limit liabilities. So just trying to keep that as a guiding light, you know, like, like anytime you buy a stock or invest in stocks, you're investing in an asset. Hopefully that's an appreciating asset, Mm -hmm. but right. But at least there's an opportunity with that asset uh, to grow over time versus a lot of folks that spend their whole life, right. Loading up on the liabilities. Well, there's a new iPhone coming out next week and I kind of want that. So would that, would that be five five of them? 5G. Yeah. Would that be a... (laughs) depreciating asset that i i would say it is but i the only thing i would say is number one you are an apple investor (laughs) as well and it's a tool just saying right sure it's a tool that adds value right right so that's a that's a really good um that's a really good question that's a take on it yeah i mean typically they say assets are things that put money in your pocket Mm-hmm. whereas a liability is sucking it out of your pocket every month. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like cars are a famous kind of liability and you got the monthly but payments even, and the depreciation and all that stuff, right? Yeah. But I think here's, here's my argument to it though, is that I think Jerry's a good point is the iPhone. Yes, you're right. It's, it's not, it's not a necessity, but the iPhone has come so far in the advancements with, cell phone technology where it can be used as a tool to access information quickly, communication quickly, and a, a slew of other things you can do. And on top of that, play games while you're doing it. you saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, okay. So, okay. How about this guys? Buy enough Apple stock that the dividends pay for the iPhone. <laughs> there the you go. Done. Classic move. Done. There you go. Okay. Have your cake and eat it too. You're welcome. Net zero. Let's just net zero. We're good. <laughs> All right. Second thing I put on my uh, index card here, Uh, diversify into asset classes that represent future trends. So I think, you know, you guys are definitely like the techiest guys I know. And so Uh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Question mark. (laughs) You guys are always, but you're always like thinking about what the next kind of like no i mean i mean that jerry bob you guys have both introduced you guys both introduced me to a lot of tech over the years and so um i'm always like into that because you're seeing where the trends are going and really that's made a big difference in terms of investing in this pandemic i mean seeing all you know docusign zoom you know apple google microsoft right Mm -hmm. So, yeah, cloud. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th- they're saying during the, the pandemic, it's really kind of brought us forward a few years in terms of Kramer calls them the cloud kings. You know, all those folks that, uh, y- y- you know, we now that we're not traveling and, and so we're having uh, meetings online and all that stuff, Zoom and signing documents and refinancing, all that stuff is now going electronic. And this is just making that stuff uh, move faster in that direction. So, yeah, I totally agree with, yeah. with the technology. Uh, aspect so, of it just throwing it out there i use yeah i used docusign yesterday it was amazing i'm not an investor in docusign I wish me neither I me like neither teledoc too yeah. that's like another one that oh, probably a whole bunch of ones was... what a shoulda coulda so my, 
I know, right? You can't do it all. But we're going to talk in a mi- minute about ETFs <laughs> yes. that would have given you exposure to those great things, right? Okay. So uh, I, I generally, I'll, so I generally follow a sleep at night portfolio. You know, people can go onto our website <clears throat> and and check that out and what that's like. Um, and I guess the other thing I write here is balance the present and the future, right? You can't always, you can't always live for the future in terms of investing. You've got to enjoy the present with some of your resources and you got to balance it with investing for the future. So I don't know. That's, that was my index card guys. Nice. Nice. Uh, I like it. It's simple. I like your style. It's simple. It's yeah, it's easy to follow. Um, and it works for, uh, for you, which is most important. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, what you Um, got? My, I'm, mine's very basic. It's very basic. Um, so my first big thing, uh, it's, is maximize, uh, your money and profitability with minimizing your exposures. So that plays a lot into kind of how I like to play with the options. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it I got the bug as soon as I got exposed to the option. <laughs> I know sometimes it can, it's bitten me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of play there. And I figure it's, I'd like to think I'm still young and while I'm still <laughs> young, I can, I can be a little riskier. Yeah. Um, but I also know that I need to pepper it a little bit and, and pad a little bit with, with the kind of long-term investments. Mm-hmm. Um, some, the other thing is, or next thing is what Greg kind of touched on was um, looking towards the future. So um, what, what is, what is our world going to look like five, 10 years down the road, right? Autonomy for reality, augmented reality, um, space, 5G, globalization. Um, so, th- so try to find those next up and coming things. Like, you know, most recent thing is, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know off the top of your head, the, the Nobel prize winners that had to do stem cell research mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um nice the, these are future things right um they're coming they're coming <laughs> right uh next thing is it was uh, try to find the acquisitions before they occur um so over the over the past couple of years i've been able to start to try to put pieces of the puzzle together and, and, you know, going back to a few of our few episodes ago where we talked about due diligence, right. Is when we start looking at companies that are doing things like Apple or Tesla, like the, the big mm-hmm. names, um, when there's the kind of keeping your, your ears to the track on something that's going to come up or, or get released or exposed. Um, what does it take to make that? who are the partners involved to make that happen, mm-hmm. right? So when you had Tesla uh, on battery day talking about the... Um, uh, uh, the like the lithium the, mining the, that they're going to do? The lithium ion, yeah, lithium ion iron and and the, the way they're making batteries. Um, I'm starting to think about mineral mining, okay? They're going to want to have mineral plants local. They're not going to want to have to ship that overseas. So... That's where I started looking at like NAK, um, you know, uh, other uh, uh, stocks out there that are. I've got some Abermurl. Abermurl. That's uh, Mm. I've had that on and off for the past few years. Yep. So, and that's that's the thing is you you want to find these stocks where there is a potential for them to be acquired 
um, or to really heavily be now leaned on for the resource for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, so three little things, uh, maybe they're big things. I don't know. Those are, those are great, Bob. Yeah. And on, and, and to add to your third one, like I've been doing more research and you're, you're like really making me more of a Tesla bull. As time goes on. Oh, love it. Really? I love it. I've been, yeah, I know. You got to understand, Tesla is not an automotive company. <laughs> I know. They are and I've a got a company, whole right? thing to talk with you guys about when we go into the ARC um, right. ETF. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. Stuff. Exciting. Oh, yeah. What you got here? Exciting. Yep. Well, uh, as I scribbled down my homework assignment while you guys were talking, I <laughs> I came up with. He wrote, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, might as well jump. <laughs> I did it. No, I I don't have any simple sort of, uh, you know, index card rules. It's as I was, I I really did try Greg to, uh, to, you know, come up with a good uh, index card for this assignment here. But um, at the end of the day, I I feel like I'm personally a schizophrenic trader and I want to copyright that and maybe register the domain name and maybe start a whole podcast on the whole topic. Because oh, that's great. I've got yeah. I've got sort of two there's two me's the trades. One is a investing, and maybe that was kind of the spirit of the assignment, was kind of the what is your investing um philosophy. And then there's also the the trading. And I think the trading and the investing are a little bit different. And I often struggle. This is my struggle, uh, of you know, what's what do I buy and hold long term? And and what am I trading and what am I buying and selling options on and, and, and messing with futures for? So it's, it's, it's challenging, but I think if I could uh, kind of break them up a little bit, I think for, for trading, uh, I like the, the tasty trade mantra of trade small, trade often. The idea is that you, you put your eggs in a lot of different baskets. You know, you look at uh, how the futures markets divided up. You've got your equities, your agriculture, your bonds, your metals, your foreign exchange, your energy. Try and do some trades in all of those different things. So if metals tank, maybe agriculture is doing better. If the dollar goes, you know, south, then, you know, maybe commodities go up. I don't know. So in my trading, I'm trying to kind of instrument my portfolio that sort of mirrors uh, a myriad of different types of asset classes. So I don't have any one type of exposure in, in one. And it's still a work in progress. I'm not there yet. I'm probably pretty heavy equities, but I am trying to get more into some of the uh, the non-equity asset classes. Um, you know, I'm making some trades on bonds. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that the 10-year bond rate uh, will go up and the bond itself, the cost of the bond will go will go down things like that. I'm, I'm long gold, but I am doing a, uh, a short-term trade that uh, thinks maybe metals are a little bit high and might go down. So there's the short-term view, medium-term, long-term. That's in kind of the trading. In the investing, which is much longer term, I kind of like what Greg has been highlighting. Um, I think you had a book you loaned me, The Automatic Millionaire, that I gave back, right? We can... Yes, you always do. You're amazing. Yeah, we have that on tape. Yes. Every 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 episode, every episode, every episode. Can you just mention that one? Just mention that. Yeah, well, you're I amazing. No one does that except Jerry. You're a good man, sir. So, I mean, it's it's pretty much like the common sense, um, you know, no brainer type thinking of you know every month you invest in your 401k, you sock a little money away, and. Uh, in a nice dividend paying index fund, you don't think too much about it. And I've gone to the point now where I'm not even really looking at my 401k every day, uh, which I, which 
I sort of never did growing, you know, in my twenties and thirties, I never looked at it. I just turned it on and sort of set and forget, uh, which was worked out really well for me. Cause like 2008, I didn't even look at it. Didn't even realize, you know, how much I lost and gained back later, <laughs> all that. So that was kind of a blessing. Um, but now that I'm looking at things every day, um, it sort of takes a little bit more thinking to like, okay, let's block out the 401k. Let's maybe not think about that so much. Just do what it's doing. And, and you've made your decisions of how you want to allocate things, uh, you know, like the 60-40 type thing. And, and, and maybe, that's, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. Maybe I need to be more heavy equities. I don't know. But uh, so kind of to summarize here, sorry, I've kind of monopolized a lot of this time for the yeah. index. No, card. you're blowing our minds. I love it. I love <laughs> but, it. But really? on the Great. trader side, it's like trade small, trade often, and diversify. And then on the, the investing side, it's just kind of buy and hold. It's just, I, I learned after kind of getting into trading, I don't only want to do buy and hold. I, I often call it buy and pray. It's just, you know, you put money in and you hope, you hope nothing happens throughout your lifetime that uh, is going to ruin all your, you know, all your, uh, your, mm-hmm. your gains. So that's, that's... Well, I mean, it's, I, mean I, I, I like what Jerry has going on because the thing is, it's it it's to the true form of it of just being managers of risk, right? It, we're we're just managers of risk. Yes. And I think um, when you can start observing and seeing the writing on the wall with things, that um, it helps you play that game. And maybe even there, there's a larger conversation here. But um, when does life ever go as <laughs> you're planned it? Yeah. As, as you've laid it out on your card, right? I mean, right. When does life ever go that way? And so I think it. Sometimes um, we just need to be fluid and dynamic and just um, play. uh, Don't play against the market, right? You play with it and, um, you know, be a a good person in the sandbox. You know, Bobby, I think you're nailing it. And I think you guys, yeah, this is really awesome because, you know, they, I think the two different strategies and having them separated from each other and Bob, you do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have your 401k. Yep. I, I think having the two separated actually creates a kind of insurance policy for both, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if, if one goes really well, great. Okay. And then, I mean, hopefully they'll both go really well, you know, yeah. and you'll get good returns, but if one doesn't and it turns South, you're going to have something else to, to, to fall back on. So now you I, guys, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I am curious. Cool. Yeah, I want to yeah. say that I'm, I am curious though about, um, are you, betting against bonds then because because with the fed and the um you know with what's going on with the fed right now and and the interest rate bonds are going to suffer well so I mean, bonds are a whole we should do a whole show yeah that. it should be a whole show on bonds sorry, bonds sorry. Are a whole other no thing i i'm bonds are, i'm glad you asked bonds are a lo- are a loan you're lo- you're loaning out your money right. to a company or municipality or government and then they're promising to pay you back and hopefully nothing goes wrong. Um, they're typically more, more secure, but yeah, then there's betting on the, um, on the treasury uh, yields. Um, we should do a whole show on bonds guys. We should. Sure. Sure. But uh, no, just to sum up though, it's a contrarian view that I have and it's specific to the 10 year note. Uh, and that okay. right now, right. The second is trading $138 and 89 cents. And the, I, right now it's pretty much at it's high. And the bond I'm betting is going to go lower. 
Uh, and, yeah. and that's because at the same time, it's a contrarian bet that I'm thinking yields are going to go up for that particular bond. Yeah. For that particular okay. instrument. Yeah. Yields yeah, up and bond down uh, over the next few weeks. I don't know. I could be right. I could be wrong. But that's w- with that particular one. I'm I'm uh, I'm following some of the uh, the great ones. <laughs> and yeah. See how see how it works out. We, because remember, we don't give investing advice. We do not. Show. Yeah, we do no, not. We don't. Sure, we don't. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know what? But seriously, Bob, that's that's a good. I let, I do want to do a show on bonds. Like, let's okay. let's plan on that because I think that'd be really interesting yeah, for folks. Um, hey, listen. So on. Okay, so shifting gears here. So Arc Innovation ETF versus Triple Q versus buying individual. Um, uh, technology stocks. Do you want to kick it off, Jerry, or do you want me to? Do uh, sure, I'd be happy to. So I looked, I looked at the makeup of Arc, and I looked at the makeup of the triple Qs, QQQ, and I looked at the um, the performance, the relative performance of each of them, uh, going back to November two thousand and nineteen. So basically, a year ago, and Arc, man, it's it's such a big difference. Arc is up. Uh, 133% and the Qs are up 44%, which are both great numbers. Wow. I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd be so happy to right, have right. 44% return uh, <laughs> if I just put all my money in the Qs and, and walked away this year with, uh, with that kind of return. <clears throat> but ARC just, just seems amazing and it's so tempting. I was, so I had to look at it and, you know, of course it's got Tesla and Roku and all the kind of cool kids that, uh, you know, the high flying sort of, uh, tech stocks, cloud stocks that, uh, you know, uh, Slack is in there. Square. Um, Square. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it looks like a great vehicle, but my only concern, like having discovered this now is, wow, is it a little bit too late to maybe get in at this point? Well, Arc, yeah, and I hear you saying Arc is Arc in particular is trying to be disruptive. So I'll give you an example. So I watched a couple of interviews with their CEO Kathy Wood and others, and they're it's, they're really impressive interviews. Um, but for example, this is the way they talked about Tesla that got me really thinking, like Bob as, as a Tesla bull. This yeah. is how they look at a company. I'll just give an example. They're like, okay, they're like, okay, this is how disruptive Tesla could be. Fe- feature complete autopilot by the end of 2020, 2021. Okay, beginning of 2021, they're saying the future is electric. Jerry, you already knew that. (laughs) Um, They they basically, Tesla, you know, and ARC has invested in Tesla. They're going to totally beat out um, other traditional car companies because Tesla is all about software engineers, whereas the other guys are hardware engineers. They're like, it's all software. Over the air updates, Tesla battery technology. It's they said it's really an artificial intelligence project. It's collecting data. They said yeah. they're going to they're, they're probably going to grow gross margins of 20 percent will probably go to 80 percent gross margins over the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, so so those are the kinds of companies they're looking at. I just want to throw that out there as an example. I, I, another thing I would say about ARC is the, what you have to look at. <clears throat> so. They have so right now they're, they're mid growth, right? They, their their portfolio is a mid growth portfolio and they only have 49 uh, companies that they're investing in 49 holdings. Whereas if you look over QQQ, they have over 100. So when they've spread that out, their portfolio out to a large spectrum like that, they have, I feel, 
much more of a risk of having some big losers that weigh down the big winners. And mm-hmm. so that's where when speaking to that point of being disruptive or arc is heavy on, on the disruptors and they made some really good choices that they have less stocks that have the ability of really weighing them down. And they've, and they, they've actually globalized more too, because QQQ is super heavy in the United States, go America. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And where you have, um, even though arc is, is, is up there, they're over three quarters, but they've also, globalized and they've they've picked these other markets that can do really well um so i think i personally i know arc is is a little younger than qqq but i think they've done it right and i think they are going to be a big hitter in these in these coming years oh over qqq and i see them surpassing qqq in price price per share wow Hmm. that's a pretty uh bold statement that's a pretty bold statement. hey pull pull no, this recording up this three way. years from now what, and you'll <laughs> you know one thing jerry yeah when you know when we were planning this um you brought up a really good point and I, I it really made me think and it was like well you know these are both obviously great funds and people have to decide right. and we all have to decide if we're going to invest in them or not and we and we think they're going to do well they probably will both probably my guess is they'll both do pretty well over the next, you know, into the future. Oh, but anyway, no yeah, you were asking the question of, of why not just buy some of those individual stocks, you know, because whereas, you know, an ETF mm. is a collection of stocks, you know, usually in a certain sector mm-hmm. and the ETF mm-hmm. itself trades like a stock on the exchange. Uh, typically the ETFs are considered safer than buying right an individual stock because you, you, again, you have that kind of built in diversification. So like if you were going to go in and buy, an individual quote-unquote disruptor right you're taking right. on a lot of risk sure. because those disruptors Absolutely. could totally fall on their faces with arc like you said bob you're getting exposure to what 40 di- disruptors yeah, so yes. you know three five six of those might do really poorly but again i mean not to not to be too much of a tesla fanboy but like you know tesla might <laughs> completely you know be so crazy that it that it goes up um, you know, Triple Q has your like stalwarts, right? It's got your Microsoft, your Amazon, your Alphabet, your Apple, your Adobe. I mean, right. those are like, you know. And, and the thing is, what I worry about with QQQ is, especially lately, where there's been the rumblings and the talks about how, um, uh, you know, leaning on uh, Amazon and Apple and them uh, kind of breaking them up. And uh, I don't know. I, I read something about how it's like forcing splits and, and, and whatnot. And it's like, that could cause some issue with the stock price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a risk. What, what do you think, Jerry? Would you, are you, I mean, are you doing anything with these two or, um, I mean, I know you have exposure to a lot of these companies. Yeah, actually but... right this second, I'm in a bearish QQQ, uh, futures and options mm-hmm. trade. Actually I'm, I'm, I'm basically betting that by November after the election, the Qs and the um, the NASDAQ itself will be less than 12,500. Look at you all contrarian. It's all contrarian. Wow. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, cool. It could rip my face off. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's not your 401k, Jerry. It, it's your 401k. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like, I like, the queues and they don't really offer it for my 401k they do have some vanguard funds and some pretty conservative things uh so 
That's fine. But I, I kind of like just kind of using the cues as a, uh, a measure of how the technology industry is going. I, I think there's yeah. probably, I mean, there's, there's great companies in, in the triple cues, but there's probably some junk in there too, right? That you wouldn't want necessarily, yeah. but you just kind of get it because it meets some criteria for, uh, uh, who is it that puts it together? I forget who, who creates the QQQs. I see there. Oh, in, in Vesco. Yeah. In Vesco. I see their ads all the time, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of the discussion topic about uh, whether it's ETF versus individual stock. Um, you know, one one uh, one con about just going the ETF is that you do get some junk that's dragging you down, and yeah. you you want to try and find the best of breed in each sector or in each area or, or uh, you know global area that uh, that that you're uh, interested in. So that's that's yeah. kind of my thinking. Um, but by the same token, I mean, if if, uh, if you feel like technology is this sort of amorphous, generic type of concept, you just want to be in technology and you want to buy it or sell it as you please, then both of these ETFs are, are great for doing that because it's one trade to get yeah. in and get out. Yeah, I, I might go long on both guys and tr- start to build, build positions, to be honest with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. going to tell you guys, I, I actually I'm thinking of actually uh, going long on, on ARC because, and, I, and I'll tell you why here, is that I look at ARC's composition and compared to, to QQQ, and let's just talk about it. Let's be Tesla fanboys. Um, <laughs> ARC is almost 11% Tesla, where QQQ has less than 4%. And if you look at Tesla's performance over just the past year, they're up over 800%. In, in the past year. So that probably weighed very heavily in the performance of ARC over QQQ. Which is why I'm um, going long Tesla yeah. directly. Yeah. And, that, and that's well, to that go. point, of, if you of... talk about like going direct, is that if you would have been, forget all of this advice <laughs> and go and just go straight <laughs> Tesla, you would outperform both. Right. And so, I mean, and that's the thing is that's the beauty of, um, if you pick the right choice, right? If you roll the dice correctly yeah. and you you get the um, you get the right stock, you'll outperform. Um, yeah. I yeah. Well, guys, what you gonna wrap it up? <laughs> I was gonna say the time goes fast. <laughs> Did it? Are we still? Oh man, <laughs> we gotta do We're it right there. <laughs> well, to be continued next week. How about that? <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Wah, gotta wah. do it. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Just, we got excited. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I will. Right, uh, we will catch each other next week. <laughs> yes, sounds good. Peace. All right, guys. All right, see you, Bob. See you, Jerry. Bye. Bye.